Hey there, I'm Courtney. And I'm Emily. And this is the Mostly Awkward Podcast. The place where it's completely acceptable to be full of yourself. like aging slower than you (laughs) yeah that would be nice yeah like I come back for a visit and you're like an 80 year old woman and I'm like hey (laughs) yeah you're 20 (laughs) I've been aging backwards (laughs) Benjamin buttoning it uh we were just talking about what it would be like if Courtney lived on a different planet because that's a normal thing to talk about I swear doesn't make any sense what planet Uh, would you live on well, right now, Mars seems like it's the most habitable. And the closest. Uh, but I'm not going to lie. If we're ignoring physical impossibilities and, like, not worried about the fact that of whether it can st- sustain human life or not, I'm fucking living on Jupiter. <laughs> to get more Those, stupider. <laughs> the storms. Okay, first of all, rude. But secondly, <laughs> the storms on Jupiter are insane. And I like storms a lot. So that would be my choice. You just Gas be like giant, here I come. cozied up in your little house looking out the window and there's watching this, the, like <laughs> watching the swirling gas hurricanes. Yeah, I would. Thank you. <laughs> like, oh, this one looks like it's going to be a bad one. <laughs> okay, this conversation makes no sense. This got out of hand. This is it has nothing to do with what we're talking about today. It got out of hand. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Well, we're talking about self-esteem today. Not planets. <laughs> I was trying to think of a funny joke to connect them. There's nothing. There's nothing because they don't. Connect. This doesn't connect. We, <laughs> we have just. It's like that guy from first our... year university who would not connect. Oh, my God. He would not connect. Did we ever tell them about that? No, I don't, I don't think, think we so. did. Did we? It's not very nice. But he's we're like... not going to say any names. We're not going to say any names. But he made that situation so much more awkward than it needed to be. I am a perpetuator of awkward situations, and I felt like that was too much awkward. Like we it, were, was it was awkward. It was, was it literally me? like, was it me he was connecting with? I think so. <laughs> he wouldn't connect with me. Is that or what Suzanne? I... Was it Suzanne? I don't remember. You okay, said so we weren't going to say any names, and then you just said a name. Well, we can restart. First of all, I'm <laughs> cut very it sure out. she does. She does not listen to this, but yeah, we can cut that out. It was. It was potentially another girl or Courtney. Um, it's weird how we can't remember like if it was me or not like it was me how can I not remember that I feel like we've told this story so I feel like it was you because of the things that you were saying you were just like I like computers I like video games I was trying to think of stuff this guy would connect with and yeah maybe it was me so uh, so we think it might have been Courtney but we were playing this game in university called like connect or something it was like first year university and we were just trying to get to know the people it was on like our dorm floor frosh week like our very yeah. first week like so we were playing like connection and you basically just had to say like hi my name is Emily and I like tacos and then somebody else who liked tacos would be like hi my name is so and so and I like tacos too and then they would start and say, hi, my name is so-and-so, and I like whatever. And then someone else who liked the thing that they liked would... So it came down to the very end, and we think it might have been Courtney and this boy. <laughs> and poor Courtney was like, my name is Courtney, and I like... And she was saying everything she could think of, like <laughs> math, computer, video games, like English. Like, just 
anything. Jupiter. And he, just, and he was just standing there, like, silently and did not connect with any of it. <laughs> and, like, it went on for, like, an uncomfortable amount of time. And I think, like, everybody that was, like, standing there was like, dude, just say you connect even if you don't connect. <laughs> like, you don't have to be truthful. We just don't care. finish the game. Just say you connect. <laughs> he was weird for the rest of the time we were there, though. Like, he... And I think just he very moved much, out. Yeah, because he very much, like, isolated himself and, and did specific things to to make people not like him. Like, he would, like, seek out these things that he knew you would make you upset and do them. Like, didn't and, like, he keep the window open all winter or something? Yeah, and, like, had ver- a lot of other, like, disagreements with the with the guy he was rooming with. And now, I don't know the guy he was rooming with that well, but he seemed like a pretty agreeable dude. Like, you'd have to try to make it so that you weren't getting along. And yeah, and then he ended up moving out and we got a new kid. I like that word agreeable. It reminds me of Pride and Prejudice. The part where he proposes and says that he's willing to overlook the fact that she's slum. <laughs> Is that the part you're thinking? Or are you thinking of what excellent boiled potatoes? Um, <laughs> just all of it in general. Just all of it. Just it's a very agreeable book. <laughs> the whole book, the whole movie. Well, but we are off topic today. We are off topic. Can't, can't stay on topic to save our, save our lives. Okay. And so, we were just gossipy. Like, we were just gossiping about this guy. It wasn't gossiping. It fit in because he was being weird. Maybe we he maybe weird. he didn't have good self-esteem. There's a maybe. segue. Here, we're going to link it back in. Yeah, yeah, segue. Maybe he didn't have good self-esteem and he couldn't connect with others. That could have also been in our conformity episode. I was just thinking about it. He chose <laughs> to not conform. <laughs> We could have gossiped about him in that episode. God, we could have talked about this guy in almost every episode we've done. <laughs> Courtney and I really found him attractive. Um, can't get him out of our heads. Boy, I can't get you out of my head. Your love. Okay, anyways. I think about. Uh, we really need to focus. We're like squares today. <laughs> it's just, just hard not paying attention. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Self-esteem. What is self-esteem? Well, and why is it important? It is our overall evaluation of ourselves, basically. It's how we see ourselves based on traits that we believe are valued by others. So if we think we have a lot of these good traits, we're going to have a higher self-esteem. If we have not, if we perceive ourselves as not having a lot of these good traits, we have lower self-esteem. I think that my main thing, and the this is going to sound so bad, but the reason that I, I like myself a lot. Uh, you have the high self-esteem. The internal component of me. I really enjoy my own company, and I feel like part of that is because when I was growing up and I was with all of the kids and we were playing the like popularity game of like who has friends and who doesn't and whatever, and I was trying to figure all of that out, as we all do at that age, And I just remember thinking that, like, the things that other kids liked or seemed to like in other people were stupid things. Things that I didn't care about. Like, oh, so-and-so's parents have this job. Or so-and-so's family goes here for vacation. Or so-and-so rides a dirt bike. Like, I didn't care about that. I didn't care if he rode a dirt bike. He broke his leg. He looks like a moron. Like, the stuff that... (laughs) Oh, my God, Emily. (laughs) The stuff that I liked was, like, not that. And so I feel like I... You're sounding a lot like the guy that wouldn't connect. I know, I'm terrible. But I sort (laughs) of created, like, my own 
things that I looked for and people in my own things that I liked. And that was my basis for everything. Right. So like my criteria, not their criteria. And in my criteria, I come off really great. And this makes me sound so <laughs> conceited and I'm kind of happy that I am. Cause like, I mean, and, and every kid goes with through this, but like media wise and socially and everything, nobody likes their physical appearance a hundred percent. You're always going to be critical on yourself of that. And so I think like I always was like, I, I never really liked my hair color until I was older. I, there's a lot of things about my physical appearance that I was like, that's kind of weird. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you have a big nose. Like there was certain things that like really stuck out to me, but like things that like I wished I could change or I, but then because I liked myself interiorly, that's not a word. Interiorly. <laughs> I'm having a lot of trouble with that today because I liked my insides. I started to care less about like Jeffrey my Dahmer. <laughs> yeah, I liked the insides of people. Um, you're having a really bad influence on me today, I'm and I sorry. don't care for I... it. I need you to reel I it in. I don't know what's happening today. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, because I liked my inside, and because I had like spent time with myself and liked myself, I stopped caring so much about the outside, and I even started to like some of like my my hair color is red for anyone who. Does not know. And uh, she's a ginger. I, I did dye my hair one time and it was like okay, but then I hated it when it grew back in because I had like skunk head for a while. And <laughs> I think after that, I really was just like, I like my hair color. I'm okay with this hair color. I, I, you know. And so, yeah, like, like the, the inside stuff was the most important stuff for me to making the outside stuff feel less of an issue. And I just think that, like, when you try to base, who you are and how you act and what you do off of the expectations of others and not the expectations of yourself. That's where you can get into trouble with self-esteem because you can't mm -hmm. always live up to your perceived notions of other people's expectations. That's a challenge. Right. The question I think is interesting from that is where did that kind of confidence come from? Because a lot of people like, yeah, you can say, Sure, just like your insides, but a lot of people can't even like their insides because they feel so out of whack with everyone else. Um, but but I know what you're saying because I feel the exact same way. I also, you know, was never really popular or anything. I was always the awkward kid, the quiet kid, and my self-esteem was still good. Like, I always liked myself always. And for me, I kind of think that that came, well, I think it came from my family because even though at school I wasn't, you know, popular or anything at home, I was like the weird quiet one that would just sit in the corner reading a book and my family is pretty loud. But my mom would always be like, wow, I like how you are. My mom like always told me that. She's like, I really like how you are. And so I think that I just kind of internalized everything from my mom and just thinking like, okay, well, she likes me and I like me too. So even though I go out into the outside world and it's not really like that, I still have this kind of like built up acceptance of myself that came from that. So that's where I think my self-esteem came from. But that's not to say that I haven't struggled with my self-esteem too, because I definitely have at various times in my life. I think self-esteem is also something that 
as you get older, you accept yourself more. You kind of get to points where like when you're a kid, some things just seem like the biggest deal in the whole world. And then as you get older, you're like, man, I don't give a shit about that at all. Now that I'm in my 30s, I can definitely say, like, I don't give a fuck about anything. <laughs> I'll just yeah, do whatever I, do I want. Care. Yeah, not at all. But I know that that is really a hard place for younger people to find acceptance of themselves and to build up this self-esteem. And research does show that self-esteem is linked more closely to... And it sucks. It sucks that this is true, but it's linked more to superficial traits than it is to these internal traits that we were just discussing. So people with high self-esteem, like it, it tends to be physical appearance, social skills, sports abilities, you know, things that you can... I have none of those. <laughs> Same, same. I mean, like, I'm not horrendously <laughs> ugly, but I'm also, like, I'm aware of my looks. Like, I'm a normal, regular human being in the looks department. And, like, not social. Don't do well at sports. <laughs> I'm just... I think none of we're, that. Maybe we're just, like, weird oddities. Like... <laughs> But I actually do kind of think we are weird oddities where we just like floated through life accepting ourselves, even though people around us were probably like, those are like some weird ass <laughs> <Look> girls. At, <laughs> look at that space case. What is wrong with her? <laughs> Hello. Yeah, but research does show that it is these like the things that are easily observable about people that tend to be where self-esteem kind of. Uh, what am I trying to like focuses on yeah those things like things that you can just look at a person and know instantly you know physical appearance but, oh she's boom. graceful oh she doesn't fall down the stairs in public oh she you know those kind yeah. of things is that what we're... <laughs> but something that like it should be based on more you know like kindness how understanding a person is those things are often not as readily available to us just from looking at somebody well one thing we can talk about <clears throat> because i think it's pretty interesting is um is how is how like internalized self-talk can can really affect your self-esteem like for example i only recently became really aware of how i speak to myself and and i haven't changed much about how i speak to myself because sometimes i like it and it helps me but i call myself names like a lot of the time and it'll be usually like I'll be doing something at work and I'll screw it up and it's something that's super easy and that I've done a million times and I'll be like well you dumb bitch you did it to yourself <laughs> like that kind of stuff but I know that when I was younger a lot of that self-talk was negative and I didn't like how it made me feel and I think that that was a key factor in in me liking myself was that I was acutely aware Every time I heard that really negative, mean voice in my head that I didn't like it, that I didn't like that voice. It was the mean girl at school, but 10 times worse because it was me talking to myself. And so I think even then not being very cognizant of what that was and what I was doing, I really tried to like turn that around. And every time I would have one of those negative, negative thoughts like, oh, well, you wouldn't look as good in that outfit as she does. I could turn it around and be like, okay, but maybe that's not our style. Maybe we wear something different. Maybe that outfit wouldn't look as good on me because I d wouldn't feel comfortable in it. Like, 
And so I would really like try to rationalize and take that really, really hateful voice and make it something less mean and something that was like, okay, we're feeling a certain way about this situation, but why are we feeling that way about it? And, and can we really analyze that and look at like, it, was it actually just me saying a mean comment or was that something fearful? And I need to break down what it was I was afraid of, of that situation. And so that really helped me to like get out of that negative talk headspace. And I still do it sometimes like when I'm working or when I was doing schoolwork in university and I would get really off track or like we were at the beginning of this episode where I would just be like completely random and rambling and need to focus (laughs) myself. It sometimes helps me to just shock myself and say something mean and be like, focus up, you dumb girl. And then... I can like, okay, yep, I should be here and not bouncing all over the place. But I only do it to help myself focus. And then we're done. I don't talk meanly about my appearance to myself. I don't, you know, like sit there and and berate my mental capacity. I don't like that. None of that is helpful, I find, because it's not going to fix the external situation. It's just going to make it worse. So that's something that I've like worked on in my life to help with my self-esteem that I think is, um, you know, one of the biggest benefits or beneficial things that I've done for myself. Mm-hmm. I'm going to hit you with some astrology, even though I don't believe in astrology. I was going to say, you hate <laughs> astrology, but yeah, hit me with it. The, the thing that's funny, like, I feel like, well, I'm a Virgo, and I feel like Virgos probably would hate astrology. Uh, but yeah, I, my mom's a Virgo, and yeah, I feel that. <laughs> because we're just kind of, like, rational, and, like... Uh, everything has a place, and everything in its place, and... Yeah, and astrology doesn't make any logical, scientific, or sense in any situation. You don't feel that the moon rising over Saturn on the western horizon has an effect on your... Well, maybe if I lived on Jupiter, maybe. Uh, would be a great place. <laughs> But the thing is, even though I don't like astrology, I am like your classic textbook Virgo. I am. Every time they astrology describes a Virgo, that is me to a T. And I remember I had an astrology reading once and the the person was telling me, she was like, oh, so you're a Virgo. So, you know, that means you're a really big go-getter. You're really organized. You're super type A. And I was like, yeah, check, check, check. And she's like, and it also means that you probably have really critical self-talk. You probably tell yourself constantly that, you know, you're a failure and you can't live up to your own expectations. And I was like thinking about it and I was like, man, no, like I really like, no, (laughs) I have really good self-talk. Actually, I don't criticize myself if something doesn't work out for me I can let it go and move on and I'm really good at cutting myself some slack and saying okay well this maybe isn't your thing let's move on I don't know I don't beat myself up in my head and I also kind of think I don't know I think so many things just stem back to my mom because my mom just like if I was upset about something when I was a kid and I was like, oh my God, but this didn't work out or like, I didn't, I didn't get this job or I didn't do as good on this test that I wanted to do. My mom would just always be like, well, so what? Like, yeah, so what? Or, and she didn't mean it as like a, 
it doesn't matter or your feelings aren't valid or why it was kind of a like is it the end of the world situation exactly is that gonna change who you are as a person is is that the end of the world did you die did someone else die like that was kind of i think my parents did similar stuff like like what is the actual outcome that you're so fearful of happening yeah that bad even when i was like upset about stuff with my like appearance like if i was if i was like like i don't like my nose or something like just something like that my mom would be like that's just you like who cares that's just you and I think that I just kind of like internalized like my mom's voice you know so if something isn't going well for me and I'm not happy for whatever reason it's like my mom's voice that I hear inside my head being like well so what you know it's fine move on things are okay you have all this great stuff over here. You don't need to worry about this one little thing. And sitting on it and dwelling on it is never going to change it. Like, And I think that that's been one of my mindsets for a very long time is like, if I'm really stewing over something, like sitting there running it over and over and over in my head, a situation, a thing about myself I'd like to change, like whatever. And I sit there and I'm like, okay, but will this change anything in the long run? Will it like... Is it something that, that you sitting here doing this to yourself, is that helping the situation? Is Like, will you find a solution this way? And if the answer is no, if I'm just sitting there and spinning, then I distract myself with something else. I move on to the next thing because, like, that's just wasted time sitting there trying to mull over a change that you can't affect anyways. And one thing that I think is kind of interesting, so... When it comes to self-esteem, we base ourselves on certain things, right? Like, oh, I'm pretty, so I have higher self-esteem. Like, things like that. But Or I'm skinny, so I have self-esteem. But the thing is, is that the values that we base ourselves on can change, right? It's kind of like society that dictates what is valuable. Yeah, because in, like, long-ago British times... The really um, revered people in society were the gigantic fatties because they were the ones that had food. And the pasty ones that had no tan. Because they didn't go out in the sun because they were rich and didn't have a farm to work on. Yeah, so it just kind of seems silly that we base ourselves on these factors where it's like if we were born in a different time or a different place, we would feel completely different. And oh my god, if I was born looking like I do in sub Saharan Africa, I feel like I would have been ostracized. <laughs> You've been thrown into a well. They would have been like, What is this creature? <laughs> the well dweller. That would have been my name. And I would have just been like, Help me from in the depths. Toss me a donut. <laughs> but yeah, that is to say that, like, if we're basing ourselves off of society that we live in that doesn't really matter, we should just decide what we like. Yeah? Let's just mm-hmm. decide what we like and base ourselves on that. And if we don't fit in, who cares? I know that's more Man, easily said than done. I, but <laughs> I entertain myself all the time. I'm constantly like poking fun at things and laughing at things in my head. And I think that that has really helped me because... If I'm ever in a situation where I'm feeling vulnerable, where I'm feeling like I don't fit in, I just kind of like attack it with humor 
and tear that situation apart. I do the same thing with horror movies. If I'm sitting watching a horror movie and I'm actually finding myself being scared, I'll like immediately start making making cutting remarks. Yeah, like, you're oh, like, oh, look wash at- your hair. <laughs> yeah, like I go for the stupidest things, and then and then I start to find humor in it, and it makes it makes the situation manageable for me. And I feel like that might have been a way that I seriously coped through a lot of my life was to just tear it apart with humor. And once something's funny, once something's funny to me, it's no longer intimidating. If I'm laughing at you, I am not worried about you at all. I, you are completely unthreatening to me. So as long as I can laugh at a situation or laugh at the way someone is like saying I should look or I should act or whatever, then it doesn't mean anything to me and I can dismiss it. Yeah, it goes, like, the same with about yourself. Like, I know, as an example, things that I used to feel a lot of shame about before I was your friend, I I would just feel shame about them, you know? And then it's like, after we had this friendship where we do find humor and we laugh things off constantly, now, if there was something that I felt shame about, like, not getting a job or something, I would just tell you and be like, hey, guess how stupid I was guess what I did? I went, (laughs) I went to a phone interview in person (laughs) and I can like something that would have made me feel so embarrassed and so sad about just on my own. Like, yeah, when I talk about it with you and then you make just like hilarious remarks and it, it just, yeah, it's like, okay, this isn't a big deal anymore because I think a lot of it too is like, I think my biggest fear was people like laughing at me. And and so then when I when that sort of stuff would come up and I would be like, "Okay, why would they laugh at you for this situation?" and and I would tell myself the story of why they were laughing and once I could see it from their point of view, it I was like, "Yeah, I'd laugh at it too. That's hilarious." And then I would <laughs> laugh and the situation would not feel as bad like the time I almost pooped myself on the side of a Costa Rican highway. <laughs> it was traumatic to me when it was happening. But when I literally sit back and look at it and use an outsider's perspective and like pretend like I was there with me, you know, like watching me have this immense like <laughs> physical breakdown, physical because my body was betraying me on the side of a road. Like if I ever watched that in a TV show, do you know how hard I'd laugh? And so, yeah, I can sit there and laugh at myself for having a complete physical breakdown on the side of a highway because it's funny. It's a funny situation. Yeah, that was one of my favorite days in Costa Rica, honestly, because after you left and this happened to you, you were texting me. And yes, about the time I was just like losing my shit laughing, like in public because I was like sitting at like this little bar I think and I was just losing my shit laughing alone because it was just so funny what happened to you because I got touched by a kitten and I almost pooped myself (laughs) glad you took pleasure in my pain but yeah like that's the kind of stuff that like would really it gets me through life when you sit there and you can look at it from the not your own perspective like remove your own feelings and shame and like whatever and seriously look at it as someone watching that situation unfold it's hilarious half the time it's hilarious and you're like i'm dumb and i can accept that i'm dumb and i did a dumb thing and i can laugh at it yeah if you take yourself too seriously life is going to be hard right but if you can shrug things off because we're always going to come to those situations that are hard life is never going to be rosy and colorful for all of us always but if you can 
laugh at yourself in those situations that aren't life is a lot easier if you can watch your situations unfolding like you would watch a movie and laugh at them or write a short story about it afterwards then you're i bet reddit wants to hear that (laughs) (laughs) reddit wants to hear all your deep dark secrets yeah and then they'll yeah and then they'll make fun of them for you so don't you don't even have to do the hard part you don't even have to make fun of it you just write it down and submit and they'll tear it apart for you yeah and then you'd be like oh yes that was great (laughs) hilarity hilarity let's look at some things that affect self-esteem so this one's interesting to me maybe Emily you experienced or had experience with this or you can speak on this but research shows that having a sibling that is the same gender and close to you in age if you're compared that can make you try really hard to kind of like match your sibling or something like that to try and like so I think yes and no and it's hard for me (laughs) because my sister and I are very different people and we did not get along at all when we were growing up we get along really good now we're, we're like really good friends but there was a really rough patch when we were growing up because I am this is I, I don't know how to phrase this like I my sister's a smart person <laughs> but she's smart in a different way than I am smart she is smart organizationally and financially and I was always I was always the kid that my mom was like, your room is a complete dirt zone. Fix it. And I would pay my sister $5 and she would fix my room. Um, (laughs) That was my life. And my sister was the kid who saved her Halloween candy and had it at Christmas. And that boggled my mind. But she like had like a regimen for herself and secret little hiding places. And she was sneaky and like all of that stuff. And I was like the really booky kid who loved to like sit in her room and read surrounded by her own filth and, and eat all like, our Halloween candy in one and go. eat all of my Halloween candy <laughs> in one day. So we were very different people, like complete opposites of the spectrum. And like my sister never cared about like makeup or clothes or whatever. And I am as much as I will, like I'm, I'm a brand whore, but I'm a cheap brand whore. Like, <laughs> I like brands, but I like them when I find them at Value Village or when I pay half price. Like, so I'll buy the brand name stuff and I'll wear it and I'll like it because I like the quality and I like the fit and I like whatever. But I don't pay full price for it. Um, <laughs> but my sister has never cared about any of that. She would she would happily wear, like, an old leaf bag if it was warm and comfortable. Like, she does not care. And I always envied that about her, but I also never understood it because I like doing my makeup. I like making my eyes pretty. I like wearing all... And and part of that for my sister is that she has, like, super sensitive skin and, like, cannot wear it. Like, I think she tried makeup for a while and it was always just, like, red eyes and sadness. Um, (laughs) So she stopped. But, like, for me, like, that was a big part of my high school and my university and, like, formative years was, like, I did the makeup. I did fun colors on my eyes. I you know, like went all out with my eyeliner. And so we've never connected on that level, like really either. So yeah, there was just like a a lot of, you couldn't compare me and my sister, like even. And your parents didn't put pressure on you, like to be more like her or anything like that. I mean, sometimes, but it was over stupid stuff that I didn't care about. (laughs) You should clean your room more because Courtney does it. Oh yeah, I'll get right on that. Her sister's name is Courtney too. My (laughs) sister's name is also Courtney. So that's challenging. Um, But yeah, like, 
it was just like it was stuff that I didn't feel was like fundamentally part of my makeup that they would like yell at me over and so I was like I don't care I I have no I don't care <laughs> and they never told her to be more like me because I was <laughs> I was not the kid you want to emulate I was the little weirdo eating all of her Halloween candy while she reads books and her like it was not <laughs> they were never like I wish you were more like Emily like nope <laughs> nope <laughs> well, it's interesting to me then that that didn't affect your self-esteem, that that didn't make you feel like less I think, than. But I think, again, it's because those weren't values that I valued. Like, I think that that was a lot of it for me is that if I, if it was important to me, like if you, if if they had come to me and been like, I don't know, you're your personality is grating. <laughs> like if they had said something like that, to you're me, not like, funny. <laughs> and I know that there were like certain times in my life and I'm going to say certain times, but it was like mo- once monthly when evil Emily comes out. And for all the ladies, you <laughs> probably know what I'm talking about. Um, but those times, sometimes my mom would be like, you're being mean or like whatever. And that sucks because I never want to be like a mean person. So those times I would be like, okay. And I'd like take note and like whatever. But also I'm the type of person where like, if you tell me that you're not enjoying my company right then, then fine. You don't get my company and I'll just shut down and go quiet. Like, okay, cool. You don't want me to talk. I won't talk. See you in 24 hours when we're friends again. Like, and I used to, oh, I used to do that on the playground too. And my, this was bad because I'm very non-confrontational. I think I created a lot of problems in elementary school because I'm a very non-confrontational person, but I also like get angry. And so when I get angry, my move was we're not friends right now and I need to shut down and move myself away from you. And I remember multiple times I had arguments with like kids I was friends with, like good friends with. And to this day, I'm still friends with, but I would have arguments with them and I would just leave. And I would walk away and I would go silent for the rest of the day to them specifically. I would still talk to all my other friends. Just it was I would like shun them for the day like they were just dead to me. And multiple times I had teachers like come seek me out and be like, can you please go talk to so and so because you have really hurt their feelings and they are like not okay right now. And like, I think I avoided my one friend. I feel bad about this because I remember this day, but I avoided her for like two of our three recesses and like. And didn't talk to her in class and just, like, nothing. I gave her nothing. And by the end of the day, the last recess, the teacher, like, literally pulled me aside and was like, you need to go talk to her. She's crying. She's upset. And I was like, oh, no. Um, (laughs) But that was how I dealt with stuff. Like, I would just remove myself from the situation entirely. So I think, like, if, yeah, if that had ever happened, if they had ever, like, come to me and said something that I cared about, like, that I valued as important, it would have mattered. But coming to me and telling me my room isn't clean enough, like, pff, whatever. <laughs> you don't live in it. <laughs> okay, mom. I like living in my own film. I have a system. Well, it's just interesting to me that I guess you knew what your values were at such a young age. Because I don't think that happens It's not normal. Often. I know it's not normal. I'm a yeah. weirdo. I'm an outlier, but... You are, and I do think that you were just, like, shot out of the womb, like, just knowing who you were. <laughs> like, I'm Emily, and I like to live in my own filth, and I like to and eat And I Halloween don't care candy. if you don't like that, yeah. <laughs> and I'll be over here reading my book, and if that's not okay with you, then fuck you. <laughs> yeah, like, I, I really, I, I don't remember a time where I ever was like, I don't like what's going on in, in my head. Like, and so I've just always been like, yep, we're good. <laughs> It just came out of the womb. (laughs) 
stomped out. I know what I'm about. <laughs> I'm here to do me. That's it. <laughs> um, so th- it's also interesting. Um, if you see your friends succeed, that feels more threatening to people's self-esteem than seeing strangers succeed. Oh, see, no, I actually relate to that one. I do. I like that one because I know in elementary school and I, I've i always kind of known that I'm on the higher end of knowledge. All of my friends growing up were really smart girls. Uh, we were like, we were the A's. We were the high 80s, high 90s, like whatever. But I was at the lower end of that pool of children um so i was like the high 80s kid and then i had other friends who were like consistently 93 and above like and they didn't get below that and it was interesting in my life to grow up with that because they would always do better than me on tests and do better than me at like the academic things that we were doing and i remember a couple times like actually sitting down and being like We've been through all the same classes together and we've learned all of the same things together. And why did they know more than me? And that was a hard thing for me to overcome. So I think, because intelligence is clearly something that I hold in high value in my system of ranking. I think that that was like probably one of the hardest things for me to work through was having friends that I knew were smarter than me and not understanding why. Hmm. I don't feel that now really like i feel well, you, like shut up because you were like the you were one of the high 90s kids uh, yeah. in university <laughs> i was i was <laughs> like very... mm, i don't think i ever felt threatened intelligence wise <laughs> of course not <laughs> you did really well academically well, not just intelligence wise like success wise i have tons of friends you know who are doing way better than me but it i don't know i feel like as I yeah, grew but is, up. is what what is way better, right? Like, is way better, like, and what is success? So, are we talking job success or are we talking life success? I feel like, like we're talking about yeah, like what is perceived by society as success, which is so like, like good like job, money. lots of money. Yeah, so um, we're not talking like seven kids and a sad little life because <laughs> I honestly I look at any of my friends who are like married with children and I'm like, oh girl. <laughs> I'm sorry. There's like there's I'm a sorry meme things that... turned out this way for you. <laughs> <laughs> there's a meme that's like um a coworker was bragging to me about how his wife is pregnant yet again and it was like, "Oh, don't you worry. I literally don't want your life." <laughs> yeah, like I don't want the kids. <laughs> no, but but also yeah, it is true. And I think I like to think that society's view of success is changing. I don't know if that's actually true or not, but I kind of feel like I'm getting a vibe that people are wanting now to just, they're focusing more on happiness. They're focusing more on balance, like work-life balance. And am I happy? Am I fulfilled? Not just like, I need a big house, lots of money, things like that. But I feel like COVID had a really big impact on that too, because so many people were forced out of the office and into their homes and you have to sit with your life and you have to like it. (laughs) And I think a lot of people were like either a, I work too much and I have no hobbies, no outside life 
like from work, like whatever, and really had to reevaluate that way. Or people walked into their home and immediately got a divorce because they were like, I actually hate my partner. Or, <laughs> And I mean, like some people, it did solidify their relationship and they know they're good together and they know their work. But I'm pretty sure our divorce rates definitely went up during COVID because you Probably, really sit there yeah. and you look at what you've chosen and what what you have to live with when the work isn't there. And I think some people really had to come to terms with like, I don't like this. Yeah. You have nowhere to hide anymore. Right. Yeah. That's so true. Feel good about yourselves. is kind of basically where we were headed with all of that and laugh. if you don't. Yeah. Because you know what? So low self-esteem, it's connected with things like higher rates of depression, higher rates of drug abuse, some forms of delinquency as well. Whereas, oppositely, high self-esteem fosters initiative, resilience, pleasant feelings inside your little brain. So, yeah, what it comes down to, if we're trying to compare ourselves, I think we'll never be happy. You'll never live up to expectations that you think that others have of you. Yeah, and even though that's kind of where our brains go and where it's easy to just say, like, oh, I don't have as much as that person... I do think we need to kind of redefine our view of success, redefine what we value. And some power comes in that too, right? And just saying like, I don't give a fuck about what they find important. I care about what I find important. And just the act of doing that, I think, can free you and can increase your self-esteem so much because it just releases you from those shackles that society is holding you in. And at the end of the day, it's your life and you have to be happy with it. So if you're not doing things that make you happy or doing things for yourself, what are you even doing? Yeah. All right, let's wrap it up there for today. We hope that this talk on self-esteem inspired you to be yourself, sit in your filth, eat your Halloween candy, read a book, read a book. Please, for the love of God, if you've never read a book, read a book. (laughs) (laughs) That's my PSA for today. (laughs) All right. See you next week. Bye-bye. Bye. listening if you're mostly awkward and want to hear more please listen rate review and follow all episodes of the mostly awkward podcast new ones are out every tuesday and they're available now for free on apple podcasts spotify or wherever you get your podcasts want to chat email us at mostly at gmail.com or follow us on tiktok instagram and reddit at mostly awkward pod or twitter at mostly For a full list of episodes, more deets, or to see what's coming next, visit our website, mostlyawkwardpod.com. This has been a presentation of Mostly Awkward Media. See See you next week. week!